The No New Friends podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. For the best in below-the-waist grooming, check out manscaped.com. Use the promo code NNF for 20% off your purchase. That's manscaped.com. Welcome to the No New Friends podcast, the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. Join Scott, Mary, Chris, and Sarah as they discuss adulting topics that may not be suitable for little ears. Unless you are a small adult like Chris. And then it's fine. Then the GI person comes in. Well, the cardiologist was real cool. I liked him a lot. He was like, you know what? You can definitely get an endoscopy. We need you to have one of those first. I think your heart should be fine. Should be fine. I think you'll be all right. And I was like, cool. I'm ready to live fast and loose. Let's figure out what's wrong. So Speaking then, of fast and loose, isn't end- endoscopy when they shove something up your, your, no, your, that's it. your booty hole? That's a colonoscopy. Endoscopy, it went down my throat. That's why I told Chris, oh. just relax the jaw. Listen, one of the entry points. It's fine. Yeah, and you can put it in any hole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. As long as you shove it far enough, I guess, I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, it'll work. And now it's time for the No New Friends podcast with Scott. Mary, Chris, and Sarah. Come on at 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. That's right. You're listening to the No New Friends podcast, voted number one by our friends and family. We are the podcast for adults who like to laugh at adulting. If you'd like to connect with us on the YouTube, the Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitter, the Snapchat, the Facebook, the Instagram, all of our social media links are right there on our website. That's www.nonewfriendspodcast.com. While you're there, check out our really sweet merchandise, including our brand new university line. Super cool. If your team's colors are not there, just let us know. Chris will get it added. Also, while you're there, check out our sponsors tab. All of our exclusive deals, exclusive promo codes where you can get a bunch of discounts and all that good stuff. Check that out there. And then join our clubhouse. Become a friend with benefits. And you can watch us record these things live as they happen. Just go to the Our Clubhouse tab. My name is Scott. I am the host with me back. We're so excited that she's back. The queen of bed sores, Mary. Oh, Mary. Turned me every two hours. <laughs> Our other co-host. I'm like one of those 7-Eleven hot dogs. <laughs> Our other co-host, she's everyone's favorite food truck critic, Sarah. Oh, no. That is awful. Our producer, Alex. Hola. And finally, our other co-host, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris. Hey, you guys. Oh, the Goonies. The Goonies, but it's hey, you guys. Yeah, never saw the movie. Never saw the movie. What? Never saw it. Never saw it. You've never seen Goonies? I'm 16 years old. All right, and this stream now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, sorry. Now auditioning for a new scumbag reselling hoarder. Never say die. Yeah, Goonies never say die. Sorry. Okay. He said sorry. (laughs) Well, moving along from that, uh, in segment two, very exciting, we're going to have Larry Hankin, who played Mr. Heckles on Friends. He was in uh, Seinfeld, Home Alone, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Escape from Alcatraz. You name it, he's probably been in it. He's got over 200 credits super fun interview he's got a new book coming out was a lot of fun and a big like uh, kind of celebrity uh, i was a little starstruck uh seeing mr heckles here but more importantly mary how was your vacation from the uh from the podcast well 
I don't want to brag, but I had some pretty high-end accommodations. Yeah, you had like full service. Everybody was Uh, waiting on you. Nobody nobody interrupted you in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, that's a lie. That is a damn lie, a damn dirty lie, actually. So what had happened was, you know, they just basically made me go to the hospital. So I did not get to leave. I, I just, they trapped me there. Not in the psych ward. I guess yeah, I probably yeah, should yeah, say yeah, that yeah. first. Yeah. That's not where I was. I was not being held against my will, but also maybe a little bit. All right, children, would you like to hear a story? Gather around. Story time. Yes, please. Okay, great. So what happened was, is we all know I've been having like these crazy stomach issues or whatever. No health problems whatsoever. I, I don't, none. 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 And I think I, I don't know if I said it on the show if I, or if I took my little hiatus, but I literally had a heart attack. So that was cool. Uh, I didn't know it. So my heart was. And like let me a tell you cool. real quick. Let me um, let me kind of because I did not share the, your uh, your heart attack. So oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I had. <laughs> so I'm at I'm at I'm at Hollywood Studios right with, with Rachel. It's my anniversary, and we're we're sitting down to watch my favorite show, the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. And I get a text from Mary. So apparently, I had a heart attack. No context other than that, and I'm like, holy, sh- we've got to go. <laughs> like we have to go now. <laughs> And I'm like, what's going on? And the, it's a series of texts. And, and and Rachel's like, okay, find out what hospital she's at. So I'm like, boo, what ho- what hospital are you at? And she's like, oh, no, I'm not at the hospital. I'm like, but you, you just had a heart attack. She's like, no, no, no. At some point in the last 30 days, I had a heart attack. And I'm like, could you have led with that maybe? Like, like hey, a couple weeks ago, I may have had a heart attack. Okay, well, I, didn't, I was just as surprised <laughs> as you were. <laughs> Look, I didn't know. I had no idea. Are you sure um, it wasn't like a, just a real heavy sneeze? Because like you're a little person. It's true. No, it it was a myocardial infarction is what it's called. Myocardial bring that up next infarction. time. No, bring that yeah. up next time. Ask the doctor. Say, yeah. are you sure it wasn't a sneeze? So it's funny that you That guy that. said it could have been that. It could have been, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy that's in peak of health. <laughs> himself (laughs) (laughs) or was it was it when you lost sleep in the middle of the night and we're like oh my gosh are we did we pay our taxes for the the podcast yet like and you didn't sleep could that have maybe uh caused a heart arrhythmia of some sort um i think that was i think that was after it okay so it's funny you mentioned that because did you eat at a food truck could that have been it it could have been it. Maybe I got the glutens. Maybe there was the the gluteneous was in it. I don't know. So I was having some issues where like I was just kind of passing out sometimes, and I could feel it coming on. So I like I would like get like I would get on the floor so I wouldn't fall down. And one time I didn't quite make it and whacked my head, um, but I was fine. A pretty minor. I, having- I pass out from time to time too, but usually it's like after quite a few bud lights. Yeah, latte. yeah. Bud latte. Yeah. Sarah passes out after food trucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and then I had two seizures. <laughs> Wait, did you say seizures? Yeah, I had two. It was fine. Wait, when was go. this? This was like a little over, like it was like a week and a half ago, two weeks-ish. One happened at a home. Uh, scared the crap out of my greedy. I'm so sorry. Still very sorry about that. Could you have one now though, maybe? Could I have one now? Yeah, no, yeah, they don't yeah. think like- it's epilepsy. They think it was all like electrolyte and stuff. Issue. Right. So I was cleared by neurology to like. But I'm saying if you can have one now, that would probably be really good for content. Wow. We'll put a well. No, no, no. Listen, we'll put a GoFundMe link at the bottom and everything. Uh, yep. Right. Join our Patreon. Alex, cut that. Don't let anyone know that. We're gonna just do that. Wow. Kind of- no. Look, I'm gonna need one regardless. <laughs> I'm gonna need one regardless. <laughs> no. Listen. Okay. So let me let me get through the the tale here, guys. I'm gonna need one. 
So this cardiologist that I had to see was like, hey, you need to see your PCP because you need like some nutrition support because I like lost all this weight. And I was real quick, like, real, and real quick. So Mary so, texts me all these things and there's 15 different acronyms in there. And I'm like, Mary, I have no idea what the hell any of this means. Are you okay? Like, what? what is it? Nothing, nothing. I had to wait until Rachel gets home to give me interpretation of oh, each letter yeah. that Mary used. Okay, well, I said that I had been NPO for like three days. They, li- I was in the hospital for at least three of those days in a row. They let me have nothing by mouth. And I was literally already like starving to death, but they were like, you know what? NPO Let's see what could happens be no penis orgasm. I, I mean, I, I'm- <laughs> yeah, riddle me this. How does NPO translate to nothing but mouth? I was really confused too, honestly. I know it sounded serious. Nothing <laughs> per oral route, like nothing oral route. Oh, I was close. Oh, okay. Well, and then I think I said- Scott's wife has that same order. And then I said that they were looking into starting TNP, which is like total nutrition or uh, TPN, uh, total parental nutrition, which is like through your IV. Like you get that through an IV. And I thought that was a uh, a Saturday morning cartoon starring four turtles yes. that mutated yes. into ninjas. Um, <laughs> Any whoozle. So I ended up seeing my PCP and she was like, girl, I can't fix this. This is a doodle. I cannot undoodle. Um, <laughs> I, she says, I can't fix this. Fix this. Let me send you to a male doctor. No. Happy Women's Month, by the way. Um, no, This doctor that I ended up having was a dick. He was terrible, y'all. The first doctor I saw was not. He was, he, I think he was a little um, on the spectrum. So we got along really well. <laughs> he walked up and goes, well, you're a tiny little thing. And I was like, well, thank you. You are not. Um <laughs> This was after they gave me a lot of medicine. I didn't know. Chris, the funny thing is, that's the first conversation that Mary and I ever had, too. I was like, you're a tiny little <laughs> like, thing. She looks not. at me, she goes, well, you're, you're not. not. I don't know. Um, so, so I did a bunch of tests, right? And the hospital I went to was not the nicest of hospitals, I'm going to be honest. They they admitted well, you me. Went in, you were in Sanford. I know. Listen, they admitted me, but... They didn't have any beds, so I literally was in a hallway for like 13 hours. And That's on brand for you. It is. Very on it brand. Is. And you know what I kept doing? Every time they would take me to a procedure and back, I would take two hot blankets with me. <laughs> I ended up with like 16 blankets. And I was like smeagles. Like I was like hoarding them. Like I was like, <sighs> people tried to get close to me. <laughs> I was like hissing. This dude came in. He had gotten arrested. And Mike Reedy had come to visit me at this point. And so we're in the hallway, you know, a lot of privacy there. Oh, yeah. And the guy is sitting next to me in handcuffs. <laughs> Basically, I'm in like on a stretcher. He comes in in handcuffs and apparently he got a DUI, right? Crashed his truck, air po- airbags deployed. He was supposed to go pick up his kids from Star Child Academy. Oh, and so oh. the, the guy was like, I need somebody to go pick up my kids. And the officer was like, is there somebody else I can go? And he's like, well, I guess my wife. And he's like, can I use your phone to call her? And he's like, no, I'll call her. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can like hear the wife just hot pissed off. And so they quickly like get him in and out and he's gone. <laughs> and out of nowhere, this lady comes down the hallway to my bed and she's like, what's the tea? I know you guys were close by. And so I guess her and Mike made eye contact at some point. And so Mike tells her the story. She goes, oh my God, I saw I saw handcuffs and my butt cheeks clenched. I'm going to be constipated for months. And like, I, I've never laughed so hard in my entire life. Anyways, so the 13 hours Reminder, later, for, th- for those of you in Central Florida, again, this is Sanford. Don't okay? go to Sanford, any hospital in Sanford, please. Don't go 
near don't Sanford. Just just skip Sanford. Stay in Lake Mary. Go just right to Deland. That is the dark, shadowy place. Yes, yeah. it is one step up from New Jersey, which is one step up from Polk County. Yeah. So it's... just to kind of give the pecking order. Did you guys hear about the woman who is now on trial for shooting her terminally yes. ill yes. husband? Yes. That literally happened at the only decent hospital in yeah. our area. I mean, that's literally <laughs> 10 minutes down the yeah, road for me. Tough. So if anything ever happens to me. That's the hospital I'd go to. Not anymore. But <laughs> well, but that's only if Lewis is going to shoot you. But I don't think he will. Not. not I don't know. What kind of life insurance. Well, you know, you it's actually it, it's awful because well, we're not going to talk about that because then it gives him reason. Um, <laughs> Cut that out. No, they had <laughs> they had the entire floor, like the entire hospital, shut down, and I guess they had everybody in there for like hours and didn't tell them anything. I'd be pissed. So yeah, that no, sucks. and we're. we're we're just going to hope I don't yeah, get it. Well, don't eat any more food trucks. You'll be fine. No, the kids asked for that damn food truck today, too. And I said, you know what? No. I got to record. We're... You think they just hate you? <laughs> I said, let me text Scott now. Um, <laughs> let him know that you asked. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then I went upstairs. I finally got settled into my room at about 3 a.m. And then people started coming in for labs and stuff. And they were like, good morning. And I was like, I, what do you mean? <laughs> I haven't gone to sleep yet. <laughs> Well, what do you mean morning? And then it just every day ran together. But the hospitalist that I saw, which is like the one provider that kind of oversees all the consults that you have. So I had neurology, cardiology, GI, all of that. Real dick, just awful human. Literally was like, um, are you sure this isn't like, like when was the last time your psych meds were changed? What? And I was like, um, excuse me? And he was like, how long have you been concerned about your weight? And I was like, are you saying you think I have an eating disorder? Because I'm asking you to help me gain weight. Like, what are you talking about, sir? And he was like, well, and so the dietician had come Did in. Did he escape from the psych ward? Well, this so wasn't this a real doctor. Where, this was. This, I don't, this was the, so the dietician had come in just before him. And like, that was a depressing visit because she was like, sh- my legs and arms like have like moderate to severe muscle wasting because I'm malnourished. So, and it like your muscle starts like separating from your bone. It looks kind of gross. I'm like, I'm trying to keep covered up. Like my legs and arms are gross looking. And I was like, so if I'm making this up, right? So this is in my head. Why would I let this happen to my body, sir? Like, I just have a few questions. And he's like, well, your labs <laughs> looked pretty okay, you know? And I was like, that's weird because I'm on a magnesium drip. You're giving me potassium and all of these other things. So you're going to have to make it make sense. And he was like, well, how do you know these, you know, words? Because I said, you know, I'm having syncopal episodes. And I was like. Be- because I'm a medical professional, goddammit. Um, and I tutor at a university. Well, I was like, I'm in nursing school. And he was like, oh, so you're sure it's not just stress then? And I was like, okay, I'm getting nowhere. And then he's like, are you sure you feel safe at home? And I was like, what the hell is happening right what? now? What? And so I was just like really upset by that, obviously. One of my professors at the university is a surgeon and he used to work at this hospital. So he comes up there and is like demanding like to see things and like, like just pull, like first he didn't say anything about, you know, being like had worked there, whatever, knowing the things he did and was just like asking all the right questions. And then finally he was like, I'm a surgeon. I used to work here. I need to speak with the hospitalists because this is not 
this isn't cool. Like, just like, and I was like, oh, dad, thanks. Um, he's a very large black man. And I told my nurse that was my dad. And it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. She was like, is it okay to speak with him? And I was like, yeah, that's my dad, <laughs> which was fantastic. Anywho, so fast forward a couple of days, they have me in PO. So that means I'm not allowed to eat, not allowed to drink. It was, that was rough. But the Alex Murdoch uh, trial was on. And let me tell you, that was like watching my murder shows in live time. That's what got me through. He was just crying. His brothers testified that he did his pants. That was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, anyways, so this was this was after you listened to the episodes that you missed. Listen, I also had homework I had to do. I was very busy, and I took some naps. I don't know. It's a blur. Okay, it's a blur. So then the GI person comes in. Well, the cardiologist was real cool. I liked him a lot. He was like, you know what? You can definitely get an endoscopy. We need you to have one of those first. I think your heart should be fine. Should be fine. I think you'll be all right. And I was like, cool, I'm ready to live fast and loose. Let's figure out what's wrong. So Speaking then, of fast and loose, isn't end- endoscopy when they shove something up your, your, no, your, that's it. your booty hole? That's a colonoscopy. Endoscopy, it went down my throat. That's why I told Chris, oh. just relax the jaw. Listen, one of the entry points. It's fine. Yeah, and you can put it in any hole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please don't. As long as you shove it far enough, I guess I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, it'll work. Yeah, so they went in, looked around. My entire stomach was inflamed, but they did confirm that I, I have gastroparesis. So I have to be on like a certain diet. And now I'm on 11 medications a day, different ones. Um, So my birthdays. That's only like one. Yeah, that's yeah, one that's, more. It's well, fine. one of them I have to take five times a day, you guys. But listen, if anybody's looking for a uh, birthday gift for me, you know, because I'm turning 35, which that makes sense that I'll need a new pill sorter. <laughs> It's already, yeah, it's, listen, no, nobody buy Mary a new pill sorter. <laughs> I know when her birthday is and I already have a plan. Okay. Uh, speaking of new, new friends merch, just visit uh, tpublic.com <laughs> slash user slash NNF. Pick up your NNF pill sorter. Yeah. So the best part of all of this though, is the doctor rounds again the next morning. And this is after I have, you know, like a diagnosis, yes, there's something like physically very wrong, not good, not good situation. And that I had pretty severe gastritis, like my whole stomach was inflamed. And he's like, well, and I was like, do you think I should still follow up with my psychiatrist? And just like stared at him. <laughs> and my mom was like, and you yeah, aren't passive you? aggressive at all. Not at all. And he's like, well, sometimes those medicines can cause some of these issues. And my mom was like, no, they can't. She's been on them for months. No, I think years actually. And he was like, well, sometimes they can like start causing. And she's like, no, they can't. <laughs> That's not how that works. It's not how any of this works. But thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate it. So anyways, the dietitian. Is he one of the students that you just tutored, by the way, the, the doctor? Um, first of all, of all of my students passed. So you can shut your dirty mouth, okay? They did great. One actually texted me and said, thank you so much. She got 91 on her final and then asked oh, me nice. to tutor her tomorrow. I also have an exam tomorrow. First of all, pharmacology and dosage calculation can screw right off. It's literally the worst. Awful, terrible. You know, with all these... With all these major medical issues that you're having and 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 the the heart attack and all that, I'm really glad that you're scaling it back and taking it easy. A little yeah, bit. I am. Look, do you see my little bionic heart here? I have. I thought it was a third boob. I was excited about it. I was yeah. going to ask to see it. Well, I just showed it to you. There you go. That's Thank good you. for content. That's my little heart. I'll monitor. put that in the bank. Okay, so save that for later. So yeah, the dietitian came back around and. She's like, well, you know, you are malnourished. You're still this, this. And I was like, so you think I'm skinny? (laughs) 
Um, she's, she's like, swimsuit season's coming. I'm just one stomach bug away from bikini season. So yeah, that was my five-day stay. And then as soon as I left, I was like, please, can I have some tater tots? Can I have, like, I'm asking what I can eat. I cannot have french fries anymore. Um, I can't drink alcohol anymore. <laughs> like, any more, period? Like, I really shouldn't. It's not good for me. Okay. I have a suggestion. Okay, but it's going to work just oh. as good. No, it's going to work just as good as alcohol. It it's going to be much quicker. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, it's going to be much quicker, and it it may solve all of your health issues. We're going to start getting you on weed. It, getting it, me on weed. You're going to get getting me on, on the, the marijuana. Weed. That's what you just sounded We're gonna like. We're going to get you on the marijuana. We're going to get you yes. on the weed. I'm pretty sure that my medication is way better than that. I think it is. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, but but does the medication make you feel drunk or anything like that? Because the weed will. Sarah, um, you're a pothead, right, Fokker? <laughs> Plead the fifth. <laughs> How's that food truck sound now, Fokker? <laughs> uh, anyways, it's glad I'm glad to be back. It's it's good to be back. Yeah. I feel okay. It's, I forgot what it was like to like eat food and feel comfortable. <laughs> But here I am. Yeah, so scaling back, scaling <laughs> the, the back. The little, little things in life. It's the little things, you know. Yeah. It's fine. Well, we, we missed you. And uh, you know, we, we really did. And a lot to recap you on, things that you missed. We uh, Two weeks ago, we had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch on. Because you, we were, you know, we're getting all stop. these celebrity interviews. We had Benedict Cumberbatch on. I just came. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And that's it for me, folks. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we've got Larry Hankin. You're listening to the No New Friends podcast. The word history comes from ancient Greece. First used by Aristotle. Historians seek knowledge of the past using historical sources. I use Google. This is The His with Alex. Before the end of segment one, I want to give you a rundown of the history for Larry Hankin. Do me a favor and pause the show for a second Google image Larry Hankin. Yes, that's who No New Friends is interviewing. You look at him and say, hey, I know him. Then guess what? You do. Larry Hankin was born in 1937. He grew up with his Jewish family in Queens, New York, and would go on to attend Syracuse University. Hankin was an early member of the Second City. He then moved to San Francisco in 1963 and co-founded another influential improv troupe named The Committee. His first credit was in 1966 on a TV series named That Girl. In 1969, he acted as a supportive role in the movie Viva Max. Hankin would act in many different movies and shows until his first major role in Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. Since his first year in 1966, Larry Hankin has been accredited in multiple movies or TV series every year, present year included. He has acted in over 190 different things, ranging from movies like How Sweet It Is with Debbie Reynolds in 1968, Billy Madison with Adam Sandler in 1995, Home Alone in 1990, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in 1987, and Date Night in 2020. His TV series appearances may even be more impressive. Seinfeld, Married with Children, Home Improvement, WKRP in Cincinnati, Star Trek Voyager, and Next Gen, Friends, and Breaking Bad. In 1980, Larry dipped his toe into producing a short film, Sally's Dinner, which earned him a nomination for Academy Awards. Since then, he has produced 10 shorts and movies, as well as written most of them.
There are three things that I hate in life. Taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. The first two I'm stuck with, but for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ plus owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs on a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Psst. Hey, you. You want to join a cult? Well, this might be your lucky day. For just $2 a month and a simple blood oath, you can join our clubhouse and become a friend with benefits. In addition to the amazing feeling of donating to the poor, you will have access to Patreon-exclusive content, live shows, and maybe even a behind-the-scenes look at my secret stash. To get started, head on over to nonewfriendspodcast.com and hit join our clubhouse. Can't wait to see you at the initiation ceremony. Oh, and in the chat during our live shows, of course. Hey, everybody. Why don't you give the old Black Lincoln Collective podcast a listen? We're funny. We're fat. And we're here 24-7 at blcpodcast.com. Anytime you want to listen, anywhere, all your favorite podcast apps. Of course, we have a YouTube channel where you can stream live with the show. Check out our shorts. We're funnier the less you hear of us. That's been a Black League and Collective podcast at blcpodcast.com. Hey, guys. Comedian James John, and you are listening to the No New Friends podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast. We are joined by another very, very special guest. The credits are going to take me about four hours, uh, but so I'm going to I'm going to give some of the highlights. Started his career, big break, escaped from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. He was in Running Scared, uh, Crazy Carl in the 1995 hit with uh, Adam Sandler, Billy Madison, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Home Alone, Breaking Bad, Seinfeld, Married with Children, Home Improvement, Star Trek Voyager, and Next Generation. And my personal favorite, Mr. Heckles, the downstairs neighbor on friends he's got a book coming out it's an autobiography named that guy a cautionary memoir without further ado mr larry hankin larry how are you today i'll never be able to follow that <laughs> did i miss it i no missed way. i missed about 195 credits i i don't follow me but through these interviews i've found out a lot about me <laughs> you've learned so much about yourself <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i hear that i i've done about 200 that's yeah, what, that's a scuttlebutt. That's yeah, that just a drop in the pan. That, that according to Wikipedia, that's that's what it says. Two hundred credits. Oh, wow. So where? Wow, that's a lot. It, it is a lot. It is a lot. It it, it it seems like you just always work. You're just always working. Well, I was, you know, I had OCD for a while. If you can have it, just for a while. I mean, I was just, you know, I just send me out to another audition. I got to get another audition. Well, I wanted to make films. I wanted to make little film shorts, so I needed the money. Right. But for the film short. Yeah, so that's what it said. You, you I, did it to- every time I wanted to make a film short. I would call my agent and say, "Hey, get me another show, man. I got to. Uh, I want to." I just wrote another one, you know, get me out there. 
so that was the the th I wasn't thinking about you know what 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 it meant. I I just needed the money to make the film. So I never kept track of anything. I just said when when the money ran out, I would just get another job. So there was no other reason for me to make that many films. That's crazy. Right. It 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 and, seems like that was your passion was filmmaking for your short stories and then painting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see all that amazing artwork yeah, behind cool. you. That's awesome. So well, you got some pretty good stuff behind you too. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh Chris Chris designed our our podcast logo. It's gone through a couple different versions of it. So that that's all Chris. Uh How do I get the sign? The, the sign I'll send you one. Oh, oh, the uh, autograph. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. That, that one. Back, you know, that that one back there. Well, this one back there that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to figure that out yeah be amazing right. never mind that's okay <laughs> it's great. It's great. so how how did uh how did everything kind of start for you uh how did you stumble into acting yeah stumble well that's a close enough word i didn't want to do anything i i went to college it uh, i had a big i didn't plan this but i had a big huge fight on, on graduation night from syracuse university and I, I for, for the moment, for that moment, I got the worst end of it. Um, I got even, but right then, that night, I, I was so black and blue and bloody that um, I couldn't, I didn't go to graduation and I told my parents not to come up because I didn't want them to see me, really. I, I, I should have gone to an emergency room. Jeez. Uh, and uh, so I stayed away from the graduation, but, but I didn't want to... Be an industrial designer. That's what the degree was, industrial design. That's what I studied. And I was a really good student at it because I was a really good son, you know, <laughs> one of those guys. Right. And so I wanted to do the best, you know, for my parents. But when I saw graduation coming, I, I knew that my, my prison term was over. Uh, I, I just... <laughs> One, I, I, that was it for my parents. I mean, I did everything that I, you know, all the stations of the cross for my parents. And then I said, okay, goodbye. You know, it's my graduation. I had no idea to be an actor is what I'm saying. That never entered my mind. I just didn't want to be an industrial designer. I had gone to college for five years. That was the matriculation five-year course. When, on graduation night, whether I got in the fight or not, I really didn't want to go to Detroit and design cars. At, at a huge salary, you know, seventy-five thousand, a hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't know what the back in those days. Right, I was a fortune. I just couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't do it. So I went to Greenwich Village and I starved, man. I was cleaning bars for I don't know a dollar fifty an hour. Who knows what I was getting paid? But I could only make half the rent, and my roommate was Carl Gottlieb. Who later was to write all the Jaws movies, you know, right, Jaws right, one and two and three. So he kind of, you know, paid half the rent when I couldn't pay it, and but I didn't want to go back, so I was in Greenwich Village and I bust bars from two a.m. to six a.m. So I had my evenings free, and he, you know, had a job on a newspaper, so he wanted to be a writer, so. I just went to these coffee houses and I saw these open mic nights, you know, three minutes, five minutes, you go up and you do your thing. You say you could, the rules were two songs. You could sing two songs if you were a folk singer, or you had three to five minutes if you were a stand-up comedian. And that's all there was, stand-up comedians and folk singers. That's, that's all I remember from all the open mic nights that I did. 
for about six months, about three or four open mic nights a night. M Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Thursday, and Sunday. You know, and then Friday and Saturday were the big nights. So, I, you know, I would just run from coffee house to coffee house. You'd sign up, run to the next one, sign up, run to the next one. You get back, you do that one. Then by then you were up for the next one, you do that one. And you would do it, you know, from like eight until midnight. You would just go around. There was a couple of comedians who were doing that, me included. So I kind of liked it, even though there was no money in it. But I kind of liked being funny. You know, I was a funny guy in high school. And I never wrote anything. I just got up and talked for three minutes. I mean, three minutes, you can't lose, right? I mean, the audience well, was willing to wait for three minutes. My you know, wife my wife laugh. loses in three minutes. Yeah, well, okay. But but other than, <laughs> you're, you're, thank God she didn't show up for my shows. But for, <laughs> for three minutes, the, the audience was very polite. You know, uh, well, because they knew it was open mic night. Sure. I mean, you know, they didn't expect anything. These are Anybody could get up on the stage if you sign up. So they would wait because they wouldn't boo or hiss or, you know, anything like that to do because they were, they were there to see their friend get up on the stage. You know? sure. So if they booed me, I'm going to boo them or their <laughs> friend. So, so everybody was very polite. And, and that's what stand-up comedians need. They need patience. Right. You know, let me, let me get to my joke. One joke in my three minutes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but they were, you know, they waited or were silent. And if it was funny, they would they would laugh and you know, maybe they would applaud. But but there was no need, there's no tension. You know, you get up on the stage and you so that's how I got into show business. I thought, well, this is cool. And I was doing it. And that was and then they started to pass the hat. And then I started to I could do 10 minutes, they would let me do 10 minutes or six minutes. And then they would have me be the MC for Friday and Saturday, which was pay. You get paid for that. Okay. And so I could pay half my rent. And so I, I quit the bar cleaning business and um, <laughs> yeah, at a corporation. And so, <laughs> uh, so I, I just did that. And within six months, I was opening for Woody Allen. Wow. So cool. You know, yeah, I had a very quick learning you know whatever you call it learning, learning curve right yeah uh, well because I was, I was a funny guy i mean in high school you don't study that you just you know sit in lunch hour and you make people laugh yeah know? so it it's kind of i in other words i hit the the profession where what i did naturally wor worked for me you know uh, or a job so i was opening for woody and then finally woody's crowd started to not tune in to me, you know, I was opening for him. And it was great in the beginning because I was just doing just just anything that occurred to me. I, I was doing clean material because it never occurred to me to do anything else. Sure. I mean, that was all I could think of was whatever what was funny. But then I started to get into Lenny Bruce and Richie Pryor and George Carlin. And, and then Woody's audience left me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the my oh, well my my manager was jack rollins who was woody's manager okay so he started to book me other places he, he started to book me to acts where my my sensibilities my jokes my marijuana and cursing would be okay right Woody Allen's audience just wouldn't stand for it and then the cops started to pull me off the stage and i had no tv material that was my my achilles heel i didn't think i just you know well Woody, woody's audience isn't 
doing this. Jack did a cool thing. He just, uh, Jack Rollins, the manager, he started booking me with acts that, you know, I could curse and talk about marijuana and it would be okay. You know, so the audience came to see the star, but they would laugh at my stuff. So sure. I was doing fine. I started to do, but you needed television material to get out of that job classification yeah, to you the need next credits. level. Right. You, you need, you know, and I couldn't get to the next level because you, you needed to stick with the, T the clean stuff to get on TV, and then you break out into the marijuana stuff. And I didn't know that, you know, so I was just sure. sticking to my guns. I wouldn't, wouldn't stop cursing on stage or talking about marijuana. So uh, the cops did the job. For, instead of the audience booing, the cops just pulled me off the stage. Just like Lenny. So I think, you know, and I couldn't figure it out. I mean, it when they do that, it, it's beyond your ken. Like, if right now, in the middle of this broadcast, two cops came into wherever you are and said, okay, that's it, shut it down, let's go, and they pulled you out of your seats. I mean, your mind would be blown. But that's what was going on with me walking on the stage, and then the cops would say, all right, let's go off the stage, get out of here. Why? Because the the... the People who own the or own the nightclub or the audience was just going crazy. Boog it up! I've had that, man. I mean, it's it's a great experience to talk sure. about. It's not sure. fun to to be doing it. It's much more fun to talk about years and years later when you're not getting pulled. Yeah. Off the stage. Well, Shakespeare covered that. <laughs> he said, "The worst turns to laughter." That's what kept me going. That's what kept me going. I said, "Well, when is this going to be funny?" <laughs> come on snap into it you know uh so yeah so when i got off the stage and quit you know then it was funny hey you know what happened you know why i got out of the bit but i i was hooked in into show business you know and, and i so i joined oh it was so i called jack i said look man the cops are pulling me off the stage you don't pull woolly woody off the stage <laughs> and he's going you well woody has television humor you, you gotta have television humor you don't have any television humor I said, what is television humor he says not what you're doing you're you can't curse on in television back in the day the dark ages <laughs> you couldn't curse on television you couldn't talk about marijuana uh you couldn't talk about sexual things sounds boring crazy man so um i uh joy he said join second city because they right. own the theater the cops can't come in blah 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 so that's what i did i joined second city i auditioned i got on and then about five of us or five or six or seven of us quit and i didn't do it first they they did it got it together and then they said hey come join us we're going to san francisco open our own theater and that was that opened the doors to what you know me of you know, the, the, the movie actor, the television actor. But once we moved to San Francisco, we were a hit show. We, we called ourselves the committee, but it was right. Second City on the West Coast. And uh, we, we were a big, big hit. I mean, lines around the block. and uh, it was. The, but the great thing, the door that opened, was we were within a $35 round-trip plane flight from Hollywood, which was not available to Chicago people. That was a regular big deal, a couple of hundred bucks round trip overnight, long flight, long that, you know, it was, it was too expensive. We, they could just fly up and, and fly back, you know, on the same day. 
Sure. They could catch the first show and catch a midnight flight and sleep in their own bed. So that's how I got into show business. They flew flew up and they saw me and they were they were hiring us. Everybody in the committee, not not just me, but they would fly up. They'd see the show and we're in a hit show. We're getting all the laughs. We were being paid and had a permanent job in San Francisco. And then we just fly down and with improv, there's no script. Uh, you know, somebody else can replace you like that. You know, somebody else in the company. And they did. When you come back, you just want to know how did, how much did it change, and did they keep my big laughs? That was <laughs> that's all you wanted to know. Sure. Did, did you get rid of that big joke? You know, where I do the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. We just dropped that. I was I, I went off on another trip. Oh man. So <laughs> I either had to come back and work it back in, or just go with what he did, or do a, a whole new thing. You know. But that's how I got into you know show. Long story long. Yeah, long story long. Um, okay, so you were cast as Kramer in Seinfeld in season five, I think, of Seinfeld as kind of like Kramer's. They were doing a pilot or something, but you got to you got to play Kramer. What? And uh, I think you auditioned before it started, or no, like after it already started. So you knew the popularity of this show. Well, okay, let me just correct some of your facts. Okay, all right. Some of your Alternate facts. My alternate facts. <laughs> it didn't go on. I wasn't hired to go on before the show started. So there was no way for me to know what Kramer was going to be. I auditioned for Kramer before the show started. And so did Michael Richard. A lot of people. I mean, you know, Michael, me, we were just a bunch of actors auditioning for a lot of parts in the show. Sure. So. Kramer got it. Now, I watched the show when the show came on, and uh, Michael got it. And so when Michael got... Now, I knew Michael. Michael and I knew one another long before Seinfeld was a twinkle in anybody's eye. Because um, we were up for... We, we, we looked alike. We looked like brothers. So we were auditioning for the same shows all the time. So we met each other in audition. You know, other auditions years before. So we were even cast as brothers in a in a sitcom. Uh, it was a some sort of restaurant show, and and we were brothers robbing the place because he likes to go over the top, and I like to go under. So that was the difference between us. And they hired the right guy. When I watched the show and saw Michael got Kramer, and I saw him come in the door, I thought, "Hey, man, go for it," you know, because I would have gone under. I, I would have done a just totally different. So, uh, but when it came time for somebody to imitate him, I think it was in the third year, I don't know, second year. Right. Year, Michael recommended me. He said, well, if you're going to get a, get somebody to imitate me, get Hankin. You know, we played brothers. You know, I mean, he, he, he's a natural and he's funny. I'm funnier than him, but he's funny. <laughs> 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 so, uh, that's how I got the job. He recommended me. I auditioned. The thing that pissed me off was that every time I, I, I auditioned five times because of Larry David. He just kept, he wanted to see me come in the door five different times. But every time I came in to audition, there was four other people, five other people who were also auditioning. And it was the same five people would come in the same five times and they looked nothing like, uh, Michael. You know, I was the, I, I was thinking, I should have got it on the second time. As a matter of fact, I got pissed off because these five guys looked nothing like him. 
why am I coming in for? And there was a guy named Larry David. I didn't know who Larry David was. I never saw him, didn't know who he was. He was only a writer. Or well, he's a producer of the show. And he written, wrote the show. But there was a guy in the in the audition room each, every every time. There was the same people every time in the audition room. There was this weird bald guy who turned out to be Larry David. But I just <laughs> said, well, who's this bald guy? It was just bothering me, man. But uh, and then there was the the uh, there was Jerry, there was Costanza, there was a, the director. You can always tell the director he's the most slovenly dressed of anybody <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Directors, just... and then there was some you know suit guy from you know, upstairs, right? And you would audition, and even the five guys, and I was getting pissed off because I would go and I would audition, do whatever the lines were, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I had a little chip on my shoulder because I thought, I look like him. Why are these five guys here? But I never said it. But that was how I went into the right. room each time, you know, very perplexed. And then, you know, with this perplexivity, on top of that, every time I audition, and they say, okay, thank you very much. And you and you start you know go okay and you, you start to go out and every time I start to go every time five times this bald guy on the couch would go come in the door like Kramer every time that's all he said <laughs> the entire audition and it was only when I started to leave and then he would say uh, come in the door like Kramer and I go out you know go out the door and I come in like Kramer and when I go out. You know, you'd go out into the waiting room where all the other five guys were. Now, every time I auditioned and every time these five guys were there, when they went into audition, they never came out and went in like Kramer. Right. So when I came out and went in like Kramer, and this bald guy said, go out and come in like, I say, why? Well, you know, I'm, I'm screaming in my own head. <laughs> why? Why me? Why only me? They never, never. So one time, the last time, because I was going to punch him. <laughs> I was going to punch Larry David. I don't take crap from anybody, especially this bald guy in the edge of the couch who I didn't know. So when I went out, I was the last guy in on this fifth time. They had auditioned everybody. Nobody came out and went in again. <laughs> so I'm all alone. There's the only one is the reception. I go in, do the audition. Same thing as I'm going out. He says, go out and come in like Kramer. And I really, I said, okay. Because they're supposed to pay you after three auditions. You get paid to audition. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But it never came up. And this is the fifth audition. Nobody's talking about money. So, okay. So the bald guy is still there. He's now telling me the fifth time come in and out of the door. There's no money involved in this. Nobody's ever come in and out of the door except me. So he says, go in and out uh, and come in like Kramer. So I go out. Nobody out there. And I say to the, for the first time. And there happened to be an, uh, 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 a secretary there. I just, I closed the door and I go, who's the bald guy who keeps telling me to come in and out of the door like Kramer because I'm going to go in there and punch him. And she says, oh, that's Larry David. He owns the show. He's a producer. <laughs> he and I go, oh. <laughs> no, thank God, man, because... There was three times of the five where there wasn't the secretary out there. You just go in and come out, you know, go out. <laughs> sure. So thank God. So I went in and I did it very nicely. <laughs> but that was the fifth time and then they they hired me. But, you know, just the, the crap that they send you through. It's just, you know, the, everybody thinks, you know, being a star and, you know, all the pictures and the fans. 
but they don't talk about this crap that you have to go through and the idiots you have to audition for. Yes, I'm on TV, I'm on a podcast, and the idiots who make you audition, I'm talking to you. <laughs> so uh, speaking of, of of losing your temper and not taking crap from anybody, uh, according to crack.com in your book, uh, it, it you talk about losing your temper on the set of friends. Is that is that accurate? Is that in the uh, the crack article? Yeah, the crack.com article. Well, it's uh, a good art. It's a good article. I haven't read all of it, but yeah, I, I got it. I mean, I, it was a good interview when I did it. You know, I mean, I, sure, I enjoyed sure. I enjoyed doing it. And the guy was kind of cool. Uh, so the argument uh, on friends you're talking about on right? friends. Yeah. When they killed off your character, Mr. Hackles. Uh, yeah. Well, I was uh, as pissed off as I was when, uh, when with the Seinfeld audition for Kramer. You know, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Nobody told me. I said uh, my uh, my. Uh, about three, because they didn't have to audition each time. They just go, "Hey, you got another one." You know. Now right. the, the rule is that if you do six one-offs, if you if you if you're on a guest for six times for the character, you become a recurring, and that's a huge bump in salary. You put a down payment on a house with that bump. For wow. One week. Yeah, it's really big. So I this I was I had done four, you know, and then. I get a call from my agent and say, hey, I got good news, bad news. I go, what could it be? You know, uh, when you're auditioning, there's no bad news. It's all bad news. It's just, you know, some some is worse than others, but it's all bad news. Sure. You got an audition. That means you have to, what I call is, oh, I got to go beg for the job. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go beg for the job. Okay. So, but I've <laughs> got to make a film short. So, all right, fine, whatever. Sure. I go. So he says, what, what, what's the bad news? Well, the bad news is they kill your character. You have a heart attack. But that's my fifth show. <laughs> With one more show, and I, it's my fifth show. One more show, and I could have got a bump. Yeah, well, they kill you off on the fifth show. No, no, man, no. And so that, and I had four days before I had to go in for the rehearsal. I didn't have to re re audition. For those four days, I didn't realize how much that affected me. You know, I said, oh, God damn it. Okay. You know, fine. And then I went about my days for four days. But on the fifth day, as I was driving into the studio, man, it all welled up. You know, just this anger. Why did you do that, man? He was a sick. Because he started to get a lot of fans. Uh, huge. So in, in other words, he was very popular. That That's time. an iconic character. I mean, you got to appear in the reunion as a as a trivia question. That's an <laughs> iconic character. They didn't want character. to do it. I, I turned it down a lot. Really? Oh, because they didn't want to pay me. Oh, okay. Because that you would have been your sixth episode. No, they didn't want to pay me. No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> ha ha. Hey, man. Uh, so um, as I'm driving there and it's starting to build and build, I didn't realize how, how much I had, you know, internalized it, the anger. So when I got there and I walk in, I didn't know that the first, this is the first day of the new season was my fifth show where I'm going to die. Now, the first day of any new season on any sitcom, they have a party. I didn't know this. And it's on a separate, uh, it's not even on a stage. It's a room, a party room. It's a, it's a big room. And then they set up, you know, the craft services and the cocktail tables, you know, where you can stand and put your drink on the little tables. So they had, they had about, you know, 25 or 30 tables, a big room. Big party going on. So I go to the set. There's nobody there. I go, where is everybody? We're rehearsing. Yeah, there's a, the party is upstairs. So I go upstairs to the room. And I don't know anything about this. I, I just came to rehearse and I got a lot of anger in me. 
And when I showed up, all I saw was the three producers at, at one cocktail table. That's all I saw in this room full of cocktail people and tables and groaning, you know, craft services. So I just went right to them and I said, and they, they were very friendly, you know, said, oh, Larry, how you doing? You know, welcome, you know, to the fifth show. They were, you know, they're very glad to see me. And I just said, what the hell did you do? And I yelled. At that was my first mistake. Well, my first mistake was leaving home angry. But uh, I, I said, what did you do? Why the hell did you do that? And everybody, the room just shut. And uh, they were just shocked. <laughs> and, and then the woman, I forgot her name. She just leaned in. Right. And it, just with no, no time. I said, what the f*** did you do? Did you do? Quiet. And she just leaned into me and she said, can we talk about this a little later? <laughs> and I was so shocked at her right. taking it down, you know, and in that I dropped all the anger. It just went, it just disappeared. And I went, and I realized what I had just done with the shout. And everybody's looking at the you know, look around. And I go, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. And I just turned around and I just headed to the craft services table thinking, oh, my God, what did I just do? I just blew it, man. And as I'm walking to the craft services table, everybody at the craft services table just <laughs> split. Like Moses, like Moses in the sea, they just, you know? <laughs> right. And I go, right. wow, I must have done something really weird. And I, so I walked and I get there and I don't know. I mean, I didn't have anything in mind. I just, I was looking for a safe, hidden spot. Among this crowd at the, but there was no crowd. There was <laughs> right. nobody there. Right. I was like a loner, <laughs> and I just stand there. I'm looking. Well, what should I do? And this kid comes up to me. He must have been no more than fifteen, and maybe the son of somebody. Anyway, he just comes up to me, and he, he's standing next to me. He looks up to me, and he says, "Dude, that was so cool, man! Wow, my my only you know little light, <laughs> and this darkness." So it, according to crack.com in your book, you kind of talk about how uh, Brian Cranston is really kind of what propelled you to leave acting, uh, gave you a hard, times, <laughs> hard time about uh, not knowing your lines <laughs> oh, and uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, lay it on Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's Brian's fault. <laughs> uh, Brian and, and uh, friends. Oh, no. Yeah, Mr. Heckles. Brian and Mr. Heckles. <laughs> killing, the killing, yeah, no, no, it's not like that. It was just mounting up, and he was just the one thing, you know. All right, Chris has Chris has a question that he likes to ask all of our celebrity guests, okay? okay. And it, it, he's going to ask it to you. If you don't want to answer it, that's okay. I don't want to uh, answer it. <laughs> Chris. I was going to say, if you don't want to no, answer no, no, it, then fine, please answer fine. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> so when you're watching a movie, you're sitting at home, you, uh, you know, People like Scott and I, we've never worked with any of these people. We can only assume how they are in real life. And uh, one of the things that we often wonder is, do these people, you know, smell in real life? Who wear, which one of these actors wear deodorant? Which ones don't? So who is the smelliest actor or actress that you've ever encountered on set or been around? Wow. Nobody's ever asked me that question. <laughs> it's something, it's something, you know what? It's something I wonder a lot. Like, yeah, that guy looks like he smells. Oh, well. The, the the easy and quick answer that I just gave you is no, because it never occurred to me that anybody smelled or didn't. I never, huh. 
Now you're going to think. Now you're going to think about it. Whenever you're you're going to think, oh, you're going to make a, you're, all those post-it notes you have, oh, yeah. you're going to have another post-it note added to the collection of a list this of guy smells smell. the worst. <laughs> uh, no, not even uh, not even the, the women uh, as far as perfume goes. Like, oh, she has perfume on or she doesn't have perfume on. No, it, it never... That never came up. It never came into my consciousness. And I don't right. know if I will bury that in my subconscious <laughs> and say, you know, that you, you told me, oh, Chris, oh, this, this, this actor smells. I got How can I contact Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Just put it at the end of your book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put it in and uh, the dedication to my next book, Chris. <laughs> blah 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 smell <laughs> perfect perfect to the book. gonna hold you to that yeah. gonna hold you to that no it never it, uh, and i think maybe because all actors know that you're getting in close proximity and a lot of times i will uh back away because i you know being a, a writer you know and i, I want to see my own work picture it i have a, i ha i try to picture what the what the camera is viewing what the frame is so i try to uh, situate myself in a good frame so i'll either move closer to an actor um well generally that's what they want you to do oh but generally i move away uh, you know not, not for the smell or anything no it's it's for the composition sure that was the most detailed answer to that question i think we've ever got well because um i don't want it to come up next time i do a movie i don't <laughs> so i'm just blowing it out right now smart man smart right. man um Larry Hankin, new book coming out uh, in March. That guy, a cautionary memoir. Uh, where can where can our listeners find it? Where can they find you? How can they connect with you and, and follow you and all that good stuff? Okay, so it's probably coming out in in March next month. It's coming out. It's called That Guy, and it's about everything we've talked about, but way more. It's about all the shows I've ever done. It's it's my life from my I, I have that fight, my graduation night. I have it in the book. It's in the beginning of the book. Wow. And it goes from there to the last show that I did, which is uh, Barry. Uh, I did the, for the first year of Barry. So uh, oh. from, from graduation, 1960 to 19 to 20, 11 or 12. Boy, that's wow. long. But m m most of the shows, most of the great shows, I, sure. I left out. So uh, on Amazon, Amazon or any place where you buy books, you know, it's great. You'll like it a lot. Awesome. It's never gotten any bad reviews it's gotten <laughs> yeah. i will definitely pick up a uh, a copy uh, so make sure you check out uh, larry hankins book it's called that guy a cautionary memoir it's coming out in march on amazon larry do you have a website or social media where yeah, people can um, follow you social media well yeah uh the real larry hankin.com because larry hankin.com has been kidnapped oh oh for holding it for ransom so the real larry hankin.com and you got like my videos some of my films and my paintings all my paintings are on there plus i i now have a patreon oh channel. nice so go go there because I'm going to start putting up a lot of stuff on there, new stuff on there. So Patreon and um, therealarryhankin.com and Amazon for that guy. Here you go. Awesome. Larry, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your day to hang out with us. It's been fun. Okay. And uh, we definitely appreciate thank you, Larry. it. Larry. Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, we'll do this when the book comes out in a couple of months. We'll Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, just Great. let us know when you got availability. We'd love to have you on again. Okay, cool. Thank you, All guys. Right. Thank awesome. you. Thank you, Larry. Bye. Appreciate you. Uh, that was fun. Okay. Uh, very, it very interesting. Fun. Very interesting. Scott. Very interesting guy. A lot of yeah, great very stories. Very interesting guy. I, 
you know, I wanted to ask him about his art, but I didn't know you were having him back on. So I'll just ask him about his art when he comes back yeah, on. Yeah, that'll be that'll be awesome. That was a huge thrill for me because I'm a fan uh, from Friends and all that. But uh, great, great guy, super nice guy, super interesting. So make sure you check out his book. Uh, it's That Guy, A Cautionary Memoir. Uh, when we come back, we've got Jersey Man, Florida Man, Adulting Question of the Week. Chris's Cliff Notes, much more. You're listening to the No New Friends podcast. Now, this interview actually went on for an hour and 14 minutes. Clearly, for time, we had to make some significant cuts to the interview. And it was really difficult to do because a lot of what Larry Hankin went over is so super interesting. So if you'd like to hear that full interview, it's already up on our Patreon for Patreon members. That's our clubhouse. Uh, just join our clubhouse. Go to our website, www.newfriendspodcast.com. Click on the join our clubhouse it's as little as two dollars a month so for two dollars a month you're going to be able to hear all of these interviews that we're doing in their entirety unedited raw and we'll be right back Hey there, Scott here. You all know I like to spend time wandering the neighborhood on my my big wheels or hanging out at the park with my fedora and my Bud Light. So I don't have time to clean my own house. That's why I've been using I Believe Services for the past six, seven years. And they're the best in commercial and residential cleaning. They're also doing carpet shampooing at such a reasonable price. Just check them out. That's IBelieveServices.us. Give them a call, 407-928-4595, and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. A lot of people come up to me and they say, are you that guy? And I'm thinking, whoa, that's a great title for a book. Two words and you're finished. A book is like nine months. I mean, it's just too much. But they say, write what you know. I wrote it and then I read it. And it turns out that it's not just about that guy, which is a great title. It's about me. Who knew? Not me. So buy the book. Well, I mean, you know, buy the book, don't buy the book. The important thing is to rock on. So, you know, rock on, buy the book, rock on, don't buy the book. You see what I'm saying? Between me and you. If you rock on and buy the book, you're better off. St. Augustine, Florida, 2022. You're on the Night Watchman Ghost Tour with all of your ghoul friends. The air grows colder, you turn the corner, and there she is, Ghost Mary. Okay, you probably won't run into Ghost Mary. Um, you may see a ghost named Mary. I'm not really 100% sure, but the tour guides for the Night Watchman Ghost Tour from Sea America Tours do know it is the only 4D ghost tour in St. Augustine. So if you have ever wondered what a ghost smells like, well, now is your chance. And right now they have a scary good deal going on. Enter the promo code NNF as in no new friends and receive 25% off your Night Watchman Ghost Tour. So visit them at seeamericatours.net. That is S-E-E, americatours.net. Okay, bye. Hey, it's Dane from Big Beautiful Diz. If you haven't heard of my YouTube channel already, it's all about theme parks, theme park history, theme park reviews, theme park opinions, and interviews with people in the industry or the community. So if you're a theme park fan, head over to youtube.com slash c bigbeautifuldiz and hit that red subscribe button. I'll see you over there, everybody.
Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast. That was a fantastic interview. It was just, again, a big moment for me to talk to someone from Friends, which was exciting. And Chris, I know that you were just as excited to uh, talk to someone from Friends. It's your favorite show. Oh, yeah, man. It sounds like he didn't even like Friends. <laughs> well, he didn't like... He's never watched an episode. No, he's never watched an episode. And uh, after he got killed off, uh, I don't think he would ever be invited back. But then he got to uh, do the reunion, which he didn't want to do because that was a sixth episode. Whatever. Uh, next week, we've got Mark Christopher Lawrence, who's been in a ton of stuff. If you're familiar with the show Chuck, he uh, was on 87 episodes of Chuck. He was the boss. Uh, he was in Terminator 2, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, very recognizable face. Super nice guy. Uh, Sarah and I had a lot of fun with that interview. Here's a real quick clip from the Mark Christopher Lawrence interview. You've you've opened for some major acts, uh, Sinbad, Jeff Foxworthy, Jerry Seinfeld, Rodney Dangerfield. How was it? How was it working with those legends in in comedy? Uh, I think probably the, the 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 most epic one was Dangerfield. Working with Dangerfield, um, I was working uh, actually for Bob Zaney. Uh, he used to book Dangerfield's Club in Vegas. It was called uh, Rodney's Place. It was at the old El Rancho Hotel, and I was working there. And Rodney uh, got sued by Caesar's Palace because he missed a weekend of shows. Oh. And he countersued and won. And that night, uh, I get to the showroom, and the uh, the showroom uh, runner, uh, Dutch, was his name, said to he was like the last bastion of mafioso Vegas. He says, "Hey." <laughs> Listen, I sent all those other hacks home. He says, so it's just going to be you. You do 30 minutes and you introduce Rodney. I said, okay, what should I say? He said, uh, it's Rodney freaking Dangerfield. Say his name. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and uh, Mary's got some really cool, really fun videos from when she was in the hospital. We're going to have that uh, up on uh, in Sarah's Secret Stash. Uh, that's our clubhouse. So if you want to see Mary's fun hospital videos, just join our Patreon for as low as $2 a month. Just go to newfriendspodcast.com, Click on the Join Our Clubhouse tab and then just join our clubhouse for as low as two dollars a month and you can watch us record these things live i don't have a clever way to segue into manscaped so Not listen if you want well i know if you want clean shaven yeah. balls uh visit <laughs> manscaped.com use the promo code <laughs> nnf for 20 percent off and uh, in a couple weeks sarah and mary are going to tell us about their new product that yeah. they got too from it's what like i hear the it's, the, it's a real cat's meow if you know what i mean I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's called like the Crop Duster 2.0 or something. What, what was it called? The the uh, the I don't know, but it's the smooth package and the I don't know the 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 crop tra- crop plow. I, I something plow I train plow. Look, I don't know. I don't. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just shears. Just <laughs> shears. 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 <laughs> what is? I am. I don't know if I should be afraid or turned on right now. I don't know. Which well, uh, I don't know. You guys, uh, Chris, Sarah, leave the room. I'll just talk to you in a deep voice, and then you tell me if it's the turn on or whatever. No, I'm right, actually anyway. afraid. I've decided. <laughs> I made the decision. I'm afraid. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for adulting question of the week? Always. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, two of us are really going to relate with this. I'm nervous. The other two are going to be very angry about this. Okay? So it's going to be more nervous. <laughs> lead to an interesting debate. Okay. This is from the group Dads Helping Dads. <laughs> Advice, please. Wife had been out all morning, just me and the kids in the house. We have cleaned from top to bottom, so house is spotless. Okay, Chris, you and I have both been there, right? Run around cleaning. Yep. Okay. She walks back in and says, this doesn't go there. This doesn't go there. Don't feed the kids that. Meatballs and chips. (laughs) I wasn't after a thank you or anything, just not to be shouted at as soon as she came back in. 
felt more sorry for the kids as they kept saying, isn't it tidy, mommy? And she said, no, not really. It wasn't even that bad when I left. Spent all day yesterday building flat pack furniture for our bedroom. She moaned why I hadn't taken upstairs, moved all the stuff out of the bedroom downstairs, repainted the whole bedroom, and put all the new furniture in. What do you say to that? Oh. <sighs> Equality. That's what I say about it. She should have helped. <laughs> well, she was out all day. She was, all, uh, she was out all day. What was she doing? I, who knows? Um, Look, okay, so I- Probably tutoring me- new medical students. Wow, I, you know, okay. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. So look, I think that everyone should kitchen, right? Like around the house. I think that's just, for me, a given. But one, you don't don't go after the littles, okay? They did their best. They tried. Like you need to encourage if you would like to see that behavior again. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying I do understand her point though. I'm oh, just here saying, we go. like, have you ever come home and you're like, what happened here? But I would never say that I, like, I typically like react based on the intent, not Right, like they were trying their their best. So no, it wasn't just the kids. That. It was the husband where she's like, "This doesn't right. go there. This doesn't but go there. Know, Why are you feeding was, them that?" There was okay, and also like whatever, lady. I'm sure that you've run through Chick Fil A or McDonald's for your kids before. I'm I'm sure that they are not eating salmon and vegetables for lunch. Like, get out of here. Um, I am not on her side for this one because you should not treat people that way. So she can go suck one. Oh, okay. Well, listen. I don't think think she's going to. No, I don't think she's going to. If she she did, I don't think this guy posted it because then he's happy with the end result, which is really what motivates us to clean and straighten up anyway, is just to get our D wet at the end. But he also really was looking for a thank you. And the fact that he like felt like he needed to like post about it, like he was looking for somebody to jump in and be like, no, dude, like, you know, you probably work hard or like whatever, like. It is his job to also keep the house up. Like, that's not just on her. So let's, like, not even go down that road. But he was looking for a thank you. And a BJ. Probably. <laughs> Sarah, what, what, what about you? Uh, what, what, what type of wife are you? You come home. Lewis has been cleaning all day. First of all, would Lewis be cleaning all day? Yes. If you were gone. So okay. from the get-go in our relationship, Lewis said, this is not 50-50. This is 100-100. And I have always had that in my mind. It's not. I'm really bad at math, so I like that. No, it's uh, like, hey, you know, we don't have split, you know, things that we do around the house, responsibilities. We each do them all the time. So he has this mentality that if I spend an extra 30 minutes at work one day, I've worked harder. So he needs to like clean the house to make up for it, which I, you know, I feel like he worked just as hard, so he shouldn't have to come home and clean it. I am super OCD about the way that I do things, though, where things go, how I fold laundry. Like, I I am that person, but he is, this is going to sound so messed up. He knows. He's so, like, observant with everything that that I think he does it. He caters to my OCD, most definitely. So what you're saying is you trained him. You groomed him. I didn't want to use that word, but yes. I mean, he kind of. Go ahead and use it. Go ahead and use it. You groomed him. He's better off for it. He's better off for it. Listen. You're acting like Rachel hasn't trained you. That's hilarious. It hasn't worked. She's a terrible trainer. Uh, because I'm I'm scum. Have you ever just thought that maybe you're a feral cat, like you can't be trained? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Chris. Th- this is this uh, for yes. sure has happened to you. Oh, yeah. But not <laughs> no. because Emily's like super particular and picky, but just because I could see you running around five minutes before Emily gets home, throwing everything in the dishwasher. 
Well, we don't have a dishwasher, but I do. Uh, so that's throw that's it in that's, the oven. that's part of the problem is that you throw. I, I run around the house and I throw everything in the sink, and it just turns out that like okay, so like there's a lot of cups in the bedroom. There's like a lot of cups because you know cups just like pop up places, right? You drink a water and then it just the cup ends up there. So I don't have I believe services. Scott, don't look at me like that. So yeah, I know. The, First of so, all, who are you to even talk about any of these? things like i know you yeah have people adult for offensive. you so well hold so, up hold up it's it, hold on my cleaning service you know they do everything but they don't do laundry we're now considering uh hiring a laundry company too to come in and <laughs> like, like two dollars do our laundry do our laundry fold it and then i guess we put it away but if we can train them how to put it away that would be great i think this is a bag of i'm not even, i'm not gonna say you know what i'm just i'm gonna let it go I'll let it go as a kind gesture, I run around the house frantically and I, you know, I pick up all the, the cups that we have and I throw them in the sink. And then the, the reason why she gets mad is because it, it turns out to be like her turn to do the dishes because we do switch off. Oh, so like okay. kind gesture turns into um, unkind gesture. Yeah. I, listen, I definitely get reprimanded for putting loading something the wrong way or loading too much in the dryer or not enough in the dryer or doing it wrong. And it doesn't matter. I can run around the house because I know when she gets home, there's a couple things she's going to check. She's going to check, do the dogs have enough food and water? Is the reservoir for the Nespresso machine filled up for the next day? Are the dishes cleared? Like there's a checklist of things. Is the ashtray emptied out? Yada, yada, yada. So I run around to make sure that everything's done. There could be 25 things on the list and I do 24 of them. She's going to find that 25th that I didn't do. <laughs> Scott, you talk about the dog food and water. I, I have no idea where the hell we got it, but the water bowl that we got, my dog just filled itself up, self up automatically. I've never put water in that thing. And it just always badass. fills yeah. itself back up. Yeah. I have no idea how the water gets in there, but it's not me. It's the, the dog water fairy. <laughs> Has to be, right? So you guys ready to play Jersey Man, Florida Man? Yeah. Where the flip in a fan boat, a crash in a truck, States are filled with people who suck, so it's time for us to play New Jersey Man versus Florida Man. Every week, Ryan brings us two news stories. One is from Jersey, one is from Florida. We have to guess which one is which. Take it away, Ryan. Hey guys, this is Ryan, coming to you from the No New Friends newsroom, located this week at my kitchen table. Thought I'd catch up on the No New Friends newsletter for the week. Uh, the newsletter is kind of like the Sunshine Gazette, only it's not written as well and it has more manscaping ads. Anyways, let's see what we got in here. Scott's weekly cat photos. No, thank you. Chris's Pokemon card collection update. Nobody cares. Ah, here we go. Obituaries with our angel of death herself, Sarah. All right, last week, Sarah killed Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I think you kind of threw the towel in on the fight a little bit early on that one. <laughs> Second on this list is Madonna. Madonna's still alive. I can see how you could be confused. If you've seen a recent picture of her, she already looks bloated and embalmed. Oh. And next you have Leonardo DiCaprio. He's still alive. Is this because you saw Titanic last week and saw his character die on screen? It's a good thing he's not dead. He promised his new girlfriend he'd bring her to Build-A-Bear after he picked her up from middle school. Oh. You also have Jeremy Renner on here. This must be because there was a big winter storm ahead up north this week. He was advised not to go out and do any snow plowing. Next on the list here, you have three people from the food truck you ate at a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I can't confirm or deny that. Who knew your street tacos would come with a side of Ebola? And last on the list here, you have Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is still alive, and he's very old. I'm sure he's afraid to fall asleep. Much like all the women that have been in his dressing room in the last 40 years. Anyways, while I talk to our lawyers about these lawsuits we have coming, let's get into this week's Florida Man or Jersey Man. 
So for our first story, a man rages out on a drive-thru employee and smashes the window of a coffee shop. And in our second story, a man has his Greyhound training license suspended after 12 Greyhounds test positive for cocaine. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. All right. So we've got drive-thru violence and cocaine Greyhounds. Mary, you've been out for a while. Why don't you start us off? So I'm going to say the coffee drive-thru is going to be Jersey because we just don't take our coffee that seriously here in Florida. And while I would like to say meth is usually the preferred drug here in Florida, I I think that someone would definitely give their Greyhound some cocaine. So La Coquina. Um, So cocaine, Florida, coffee, Jersey. That sounds weird. All right, Sarah, what do you think? I, I absolutely agree. Why is it that this is the second one that involves a donut shop? Also, I'm just saying, this is not the first time. Crazy That's stuff true. happens at coffee shops. Well, especially if they don't have their coffee yet. People act all it's weird true. until they get their coffee. Like, they're very I get dependent that. on coffee. Chris, what do you think? Uh, the coffee was yours. I'm pretty sure that was me last week at Dunkin' Donuts when they <laughs> when they attempted to stir my coffee right before they gave it. <laughs> um, I, I do think that the cocaine dog one was in Florida because uh, Florida doesn't care about the rights of their people. But I think when they're right with the rights of their dogs... I think that they're a little more, uh, <laughs> a little bit more of a stickler on That's that. That's true. That's so true. They are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with everybody because I am, I'm gonna stick with. We speak Methanese here in Florida, and typically we don't deviate from from meth unless it's Mary with her fentanyl. So I'm gonna say that cocaine dogs are up north near Cocaine Bear, Jersey. They knew, <laughs> they knew a guy. So I'm going to go cocaine dogs, Jersey, and coffee violence drive through Florida. Tell you what, off the record, uh, giving a Greyhound cocaine, really good idea. Uh, Probably goes so fast. Yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was actually Chris. All right, let's find out the answers. And our first story is from New Jersey where a Newark man had a breakdown in the drive through of a New Jersey Dunkin' Donuts. The man could be seen throwing objects at the employee at the window and then got out of the SUV and broke the front glass with a piece of wood. We all know Chris is a big fan of Dunkin' Donuts. He's such a staple of his Dunkin' Donuts, they named a menu item after him. The Munchkins. <laughs> that means our second story is from Florida, where a Greyhound dog trainer has had his license suspended after 12 of his dogs had tested positive for cocaine. Coincidentally, 12 dogs in Scott's neighborhood tested positive for roofies. And in other news, a Chinese kissing device has been invented to let you smooch over the internet. This thing is just as terrifying as the robotic mouth we had a couple weeks ago. It kind of looks like the Batman costume, but only the mouth part. Scott could have used this in high school as his girlfriend lived in Canada and was a model, though he only had a picture from the JCPenney catalog. That's it for me this week, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Ryan. Great job, as always. Chris, you got any cliff notes for us? I do. It's been quite the show. A lot of stuff's happened, so nothing can stop this little boy from recapping the day. The Chris's Cliff's Notes way. So we are now about a month into um, Scott's awkward encounter with Belle. Like, it was about a month ago now. And the more I think about this, his obsession with Belle, the funnier it gets, because Scott really thinks that he has a shot with Belle. And we know that's not true, but uh, Scott, (laughs) so as a gift for you, Scott, I actually wrote a spinoff movie for you, and you star in it with Belle. It's called, um, yeah, it's called Beauty and the Bestiality. So going into this episode, I was nervous I wasn't going to be able to write a lot of jokes knowing that Mary was going to tell her hospital story. And then I remembered I made a whole comedy segment on funerals. So here we go. (laughs) Mary was told that she was forced to go to the hospital. Forced. 
Now, as sickly as you are, Mary, that's a bit of an overstate. That's like saying that a terrorist was forced to go to prison after attempting to assassinate someone. <laughs> Whoopsies. Mary went to the hospital, got free room and board. I guess that's one way to do it. Some people go to great lengths for free room. Uh, you know, some people commit crimes, go to jail. Some people uh, you know, apply for Section 8. Scott married Rachel. <laughs> that was funny. This, is a, this one's really messed up. I apologize. For nothing. Mary described her doctor as a, quote, real dick. I know you said he wasn't the best doctor, but Scott, maybe you should have your wife go to see him. Just so she can, just, just, I didn't even get the punchline, you already know what I'm going to say. Just so she could finally see what a real dick looks like. (laughs) (sighs) Speaking about the doctor. They told Mary that she was definitely malnourished. Now, just in case our listeners aren't in the medical field and don't know what that means, it's basically the opposite of Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. Mary said that her cardiologist told her that her heart, quote, should be fine. She should have been worried when she heard that because that's exactly what the cook from the food truck told Sarah when she asked her (laughs) if her chicken taco was supposed to be cooked medium rare. Uh, it's happened, Sarah. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's happened. I know it's stuck. It's stuck it's forever. Stuck. Yep, yep. That's what happens, okay? You'll learn. You'll learn. And lastly, <laughs> Mary told us that the hospital that she stayed in was not the greatest. She said the hospital was overbooked. They had her in the hallway on a stretcher. Now, see, we don't have that problem in Jersey. We just let people bleed out from stab wounds on the sidewalk. No need for the trip to the hospital. And uh, our hospitals also aren't overcrowded with COVID patients because, you know, we believe in the vaccine up here. <laughs> and those are my cliff notes. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark Hey, it's Alex from Diz His. You know me, you know Joe, you definitely know Chris, and you know Jen. Well, we're the host of Diz His, the Disney History Podcast. Every week we take one Disney subject and go over the history, as well as our insight on the subject. We talk about other Disney topics, as well as what's new in the news. You can find us on all podcast platforms, or go to our website, dizhiz.com. That's D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. And we're on all social media at dizhiz65. Chris, what's coming up on Diz His? You know, one thing I just want to talk about before we get into this segment, a little off topic, but I hate spitters, Scott. Yo, yeah, I know. A lot of cleanup <laughs> as yeah. Mary just spit out her drink, but a lot of cleanup. You know, I don't want to have to get the towel, the, you know, the special towel that you use to clean up that mess when they're spitting. Exactly. I, I actually had to carry on a towel with me for that the last week. There's been a lot of spitting going on. Oh. Listen, at least at, at least you're going to BJ's. Uh, it's fine, you know, if there's spitting involved. No, at, no, I I I didn't go to No, I went to I did not go to BJ's again. No, I like listen, the bedroom I'm getting spit on. Uh I leave my house I'm getting spit on. It's because I'm such a bad vacation planner. People are just spitting on me, Scott. Oh. I I cannot I, plan. <laughs> what were you thinking I was talking about? The, uh, the <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. No, I wow. 
This took a really dark turn for no reason. That's very what inappropriate. Kind of and very childish. Wow. Oh my bad, Scott. Jesus. What kind of That's show like do you think really this is? Really childish. Wow. So anyway, I mean, you know, I had this whole thing. I'd say, listen, I'm bad at planning vacations. People started spitting on me, Scott. That's it. All right. I, I can't believe you would have taken that to that dark of a place. Um, <laughs> okay. So for, forget about what I said and and the fact that I misunderstood where we were going with spitting versus swallowing and whatnot. So you nobody said anything about swallowing. Well, it's the opposite of spitting, is it? Well, what I was going to say was Nick from Sandpiper are making spitters swallowers. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> because now everybody who spit on me just swallows their saliva. They don't spit on me anymore, Scott. And this is all because I reached out to Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. And he does the vacation planning for me. I'm no longer a bad vacation planner because I have a guy that does that for me. Thank you so much to Nick for making all the spitters in my life swallowers. Thank you. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick, converting spitters to swallowers since 2020. You know, I would have never said that kind of joke, but I think Nick has a great sense of humor. I think he's going to really like this one. Either that or we're going to need to find a new vacation planner sponsor. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, this week on the Family Friendly Disney's podcast, we talk, we uh, we do the history on it. We, we, we keep we celebrate Black History Month and we talk about Splash Mountain, Floyd Norman. Splash Mountain! <laughs> I really thought you were going to say that. Oh, God. That's the second week in a row the Splash Mountain joke has been dropped. We just lost two sponsors in the same segment. <laughs> See, and I thought spitting in the water, and that's why she went with that. But then it was the... But Frank Norman was last week. You haven't recorded really? this week's yet. Yeah, you haven't recorded this week's yet. Oh. This <laughs> week Today's we forget Tuesday. about Black History Month. <laughs> this, week we, this week is March, damn it. <laughs> What, what month is so, this? So what? So what woman are you going to be talking about this? this Today, month? Is this women's? And this is this women's history month. This is women's okay. month. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right. Let me start this over. So this week on Diz His, um, you know, last week was our last week of celebration of Black History Month. This week starts Women's History, so we're playing a game this week because women love to play games, Scott. So we're oh, having yeah. a game. We're having Especially a game with my heart, when I first tried to date them, it's all sorts of games. So in tribute to all of you women out there, game week. Actually, um, we. <laughs> Funny thing about the Diz His podcast, we think about like what month it is and what we should do like halfway into the month, so we only get like two good weeks out of it. Like right. the uh, <laughs> like, so so I think I think it'll hit us probably in a couple more weeks, and then we'll probably do like I don't know Minnie Mouse or something. Happy Woman's History Month, everybody! <laughs> uh, thank you, Chris. If you'd like to connect with Diz His, uh, Diz His sixty five on all social media, DizHis dot com. Uh, also, check out a bunch of other podcasts that we absolutely love. The Dopey Canuck podcast where Chuck Falange uh, takes people through, uh, you know, who, battling addiction, uh, kind of takes people through that with all sorts of different themed days. And it's a really good podcast. We've got Don't Wreck Yourself, where Ryan deep dives through what's wrecking the internet. Sarah, what does uh, Lewis have coming up on Nerd Archive? Lewis um, just posted a an episode about the Flash trailer breakdown that just came out, which looks very interesting. I saw that on the news the other day, the flasher in uh, the old fashioned square mall. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> different, different, different flash. flash. Sorry. <laughs> yep, he's got gotcha. that. Another episode coming out with breakdown of all the new movies coming out. So that should be good. I was on that one. So 
We'll see how it turns out. Oh, very out. cool. All right. Awesome. He owes royalties to uh, any friends. Yeah, most uh, definitely. Talent. It's a talent I made feat. sure to plug talent our feat. podcast, too. Don't worry. Perfect. Thank you very much. <laughs> also, check out Remy's Roundtable, the theme park podcast. Big, beautiful Diz. That's Dane's YouTube channel and Dane interviews. Studio 21, the baseball podcast. And of course, Diz is... Oh, a mental health moment with Dr. Edward Samaro. Yes, a mental health moment with Dr. <laughs> Edward Samaro. And then also, of course, the Black Lincoln Collective podcast, where they talk about different random things each week. Another great show. Big fan. Five stars. Five out of five. Highly recommend. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. I, I forget something at home just so I can go back home to commute back to work just to listen to more. If you'd like to connect with us, as always, nonewfriendspodcast.com. All of our links are right there. Oh, and I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, if you'd like to leave <laughs> us a voicemail, maybe it'll get played on air. Maybe you'll win a prize for making me laugh or making all of us laugh. Just give us a call, 407-906-0543 and leave a message after the tone. But check out our website. All of our merchandise is there. Our new university line is there. Join our clubhouse so you can watch this record live. I can tell you there was a lot of laughs tonight that are going to get cut out so you're going to miss all that because i do put it in the cutting room floor there was a whole bit last week about me calling my wife insane didn't make the episode but it's in the cutting room floor on our patreon all you have to do is just join our clubhouse that's no new join our clubhouse on behalf of game master ryan our producer alex sarah chris mary i'm scott thank you all so much for listening we'll see you next time okay bye